Hi, everybody. Jimmy DeYoung here. Hey, thanks a lot for taking a moment to study the Word of God with us as we take a look at the book. We're going to be looking at the book of beginnings. That, of course, is the book of Genesis. You know, the truth is, Genesis is the foundation of all of our faith, but in particular, Bible prophecy. I have a five-hour audio series on CD that will help explain exactly what I just said. Now, we're going to study about personalities in Bible prophecy, but as you get this series, you'll be able to understand better about the personalities, the principalities, the properties, and the promises of Bible prophecy. This is a study on Genesis, the foundation of biblical prophecy, and right now, if you'll take a moment, we're going to study personalities in Bible prophecy. I'm encouraged uh, by what the Word has to say in As I've been preparing, I get more excited about what I'm going to speak on than I'm sure anybody could ever appreciate from hearing me speak. But I just love the Word of God, and I've disciplined, I've tried to, I've endeavored to discipline my ministry to sticking to the Word of God. You know, prophecy sometimes, those who teach prophecy will use sensationalism, to try to get the attention or outdo. There's this competitive feel out there. I am very much concerned about that. Now, you know, somebody sometimes will say, hey, you're sensational. I'm simply teaching the Word of God, and it is sensational, is it not? I don't have to try to find something else to bring to the table. Uh, it's just uh, an exciting adventure that Judy and I have been having over these years. We went up in 19. 19- 88 on the top uh, of a mountain in Front Royal, Virginia. We had decided that we were going to get a purpose for life. We decided that we were going to determine what God wanted us to do. And we stayed up there for 24 hours, 24 hours straight praying. And we, we said, we're not coming off this mountain until we know what God wants us to do. And uh, we wrote out a purpose up there. And it's We have dedicated our lives to alert as many people in the world as possible that we can reach to alert them of the soon coming of Jesus Christ and make certain they're prepared, living pure, and productive until he does come. And I set those parameters within my life, and since 1988, that's all that has been our focus, and it's taken us around the world doing that. It's an honor and a privilege for me and Judy be able to be here with you and just hang around with you. Please reciprocate and pray for Judy and myself. It's an easy way to remember how to pray for Judy and Jimmy. If you hear something about the Jews or about Jerusalem, the Jews or Jerusalem, JJ, remember JJ, Jimmy and Judy, and pray for us. We'd appreciate it. Thank you, Bibles, and let's go to the book of Genesis. Our thought, our theme this week is Genesis the foundation of Bible prophecy. Genesis, the foundation of Bible prophecy. We talked yesterday about the precursors of Bible prophecy as we looked at supernatural events. We look forward to supernatural events, the rapture of the church, the return of Jesus Christ, that retribution of those lost who will be cast into the lake of fire forever and ever. And I don't look at with excitement to that because I have some family members, should they not trust in Jesus Christ before it's eternally too late, they will be at that great white throne judgment. So I am not excited about that. In fact, I know when I stand there, should they have not received Christ, I'll be shedding tears 
And don't you mistake what the Word of God says. Tears when we go to heaven at the rapture are not wiped away. Tears at the second coming of Jesus Christ are not wiped away. Tears during the millennial kingdom are not wiped away. Tears at the judgment seat of Christ are not wiped away. Tears are only wiped away in the 21st chapter of the book of Revelation, and that's after all that I have just told you about. We have at least from the time of the rapture a thousand and seven years of continual sorrow to the extent that we can understand and make it through the sorrow that the Lord has when he looked over Jerusalem and wept. The book of Luke chapter 19 said, wept uncontrollably. You see, there's two times when we see that he wept in the scriptures. John uh, chapter 11 verse 35 says, Jesus wept. And that's when he heard that Lazarus had died. That was a trickle of a tear on his cheek. But when he stood atop the Mount of Olives, looked across the Kidron Valley, saw the temple complex, saw the city of Jerusalem, saw the people there, he wept, and if you exegete that phrase there, uncontrollably. And so he had sorrow, his compassion. Remember that supernatural compassion is the only thing that keeps him from coming back. Every single prophetic truth has been fulfilled that must be fulfilled before the rapture of the church. The only reason he's holding off is because of his supernatural compassion for those who have not trusted him as Lord and Savior. And so there will be a time. I believe the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 12, we will look down on the earth during that terrible time of judgment. It'll be a mixed emotion. We'll be in the midst of a seven-year celebration, the marriage supper of the Lamb, during that seven-year period of time. We're married to Jesus Christ. At the time, at the rapture, we go to the uh, the judgment seat of Christ. Then there's a period of time uh, when the marriage ceremony takes place. And then during that seven years, just as in a Jewish wedding, once the ceremony is over, there's seven days of celebration as the bride and groom are honored by all of their friends who come for the ceremony. And that uh, marriage supper of the Lamb, Revelation chapter 19, takes place during that seven years. And then we are presented as his bride to all the world as he enters into the millennial kingdom. Well, that period of time, there will be some uh, joy in our heart because of the celebration, but tears as well as we notice what's going on to our loved ones, to those maybe we failed to communicate the gospel to. And then, of course, at that uh, terrible time, the great white throne judgment, again, before the tears will be all wiped away. And so that supernatural aspect of what is in the future, based upon our understanding of the supernatural conversations that he had with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and that supernatural creation that took place in six 24-hour days, Genesis chapters 1 and 2, and then in Genesis 6, 7, and 8, the flood, that supernatural event that judged the world. And in chapters 10 and 11, uh, that supernatural confusion that uh, divided humankind into the nations of the world. 
Thank you so much for joining us. You know, Genesis is the basis for biblical prophecy, and we must study this first book of the Bible, the book of Genesis, and its timeless truths that set the stage for the end times. Why don't you get your own copy of this? You can go to our website or call our toll-free number. The toll-free number is 877-674-3298. Now, that's a toll-free number from all across America. So call and make your order of Genesis, the foundation of biblical prophecy. Again, that number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, prophecytoday.com, go to the shopping mall, and you can make your order that way. However you make your order doesn't matter to me. I just want you to have a copy of this. Genesis, the foundation of biblical prophecy. It's available now, so make your order real soon and start to study. By the way, speaking of study, thank you for joining us for this particular study as we've taken a look at the book. You know, the truth is, the more I study, and I'm sure it's the same case with you, I understand how close we really are to the return of Jesus Christ. And having said that, reality says that the rapture could happen at any moment. So there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...